Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, radio hotter. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry, by the uh, um, technical goodies. Radio hotter. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. viewers, welcome to the Huckleberry Hound Dog Show. <laughs> no, that's wrong. That's uh, Radio Hot Lab, episode 33. But we're having a bit of a Huckleberry Hound Dog flavor this afternoon. No particular reason why, but we just thought we'd do it. And with us today on the zany show where you have a bit of fun. About Are you all right? He's <laughs> <laughs> got problem, John. Well, I was listening to indignation. Anyway. Oh,スペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルスペシャルス
Oh, we don't want to let him on his secret Not yet. Not yet. Let him okay. ponder. A little bit later. So because JP has you've... no idea about No, he has no idea. I don't know idea. where you've got these from, but there you go. <laughs> and uh, and I've got a... Uh, well, I'm t- well, Linda, you've told me that this has got something to do with the World Cup. It is. But I thought Budweiser was the World Cup beer. Well, it may have been the World Cup beer, but you're actually <laughs> celebrating the team that won the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> you may not have known that, but that was exactly why it was it's chosen. It's uh, Beer Ahead, but um, Moretti. A Moretti. <laughs> it looks like pretty good. It looks pretty good. It looks like like the um, grandfather, the no, God Godfather, the Godfather, the grandfather, of the Godfather, right. having a fun beer. Papa. Well, so what are you having Verity? over there, Verity? Oh, very nice. Yes, mm. Good old Michael. A 1998 Coonawarra Sauvignon. And, uh, Is it well, Capsap? Or ca- Capsap. Capsap, a red. And for those viewers outside the country, yes, it's the red Capsap, not the white. Um, just said Sauvignon. From uh, yes. the Coonawarra. Tell us about the Coonawarra region of South Australia, Verity. Because you uh, know a lot about food and wine and, and beverages and... Uh, very, very... Speak up up to the viewers. I'm very much a Coonawarra girl. Because I much prefer Coonawarra to Dawson. But I have to say, Coonawarra produces the best Shiraz. There's a pause. Anyway, moving right along. (laughs) There's nothing else but Shiraz there, but it's great. We've blown that right off the Richter Schmidt to (laughs) scope. Yep, anyway, cheers all. Cheers, 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 and uh, welcome, Verity. Oh, beautiful. Cheers. Crystal glass. So, do I get the story now? Oh, I'm busting to tell, but I'm not allowed. All I can say is, I'm feeling a bit itchy. Yeah, I am too. (laughs) Oh, it's not a scratchy, is it? (laughs) (laughs) It is. What have you found? Oh, the labels are scratchy. But what's on the but label? Do I want to do oh. I want to destroy the label for the sake of a scratchy? Oh no! Don't. What happens when you destroy? Oh, <gasps> go down the bottom. Oh, no, no, no! God. I don't want to go down the bottom. You spoil the suspense. Oh, you some people just go straight for it. So what you're saying? Well, everyone's different, and JP's just showing his side of slowly working from the head down. Whereas, John, I know you, you, you'd probably just go straight for the target. Quite pleasant. (laughs) Just quietly. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure we are. We're talking definitely very pneumatic. Anyway, the viewers can't see what you're doing, and it's a little bit unfair. Would you like to 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 describe it for the viewers, Linda? Come on. All right, well, if you can pass it to me, because he's hiding it over in the corner because he's getting engrossed and scratching. I've just got the fingernail happening, and uh, I think she's getting excited. She's growing. There's um, bumps on the bottle. She's cold. <laughs> she JP's actually scratched the label on this bottle, and the bottle actually has this very attractive girl with you know a very nice bikini on. When you scratch the bikini, it actually like a scratchy, you know, it comes it, off it, and it there, reveals there is no what is underneath, which is what naked is skin. under the bikini. Breast. <laughs> Chicken Singer. breast. Singular. No, no, no. Breast <laughs> singular so far. That's so there you go, viewers. Crazy. There is. It's called a rubble. A rubble? A rubble. A rubble, a rubble sexy lager. For listening, you'll be rubble. very happy. I'll have to send and that over to him. It comes from Belgium. And it's imported by, there's another label in on the Australia, back. In Australia, it yeah, is imported by 
BAW Brayside Victoria, but I'm sure anywhere around the world, if you go to your local liquor store and say, I want the bottle that you can scratch and see, girl, don't scratch in the store viewers. Buy the thing and take it home Absolutely. in the privacy of your own home. Well, she's yeah. very attractive and uh, obviously <laughs> is just... Uh, yeah. Just hanging out with well, the Tour just, de France. She's absolutely so, ruined my little thing tonight. Out. Right. I can't match that. This time we moved on to the business at hand and what's been going on in the world of motorsport the last week. Linda. Yes, am Up to you. Let's take it away. All right. Where do we want to start? Oh, my goodness. I think we'll start with F1. Yeah, we'll start with the top of fair. the pinnacle of motorsport. The we'll pinnacle. work our way down. So what's been happening? Well, you know, you've written it up there on the whiteboard, the new whiteboard, <laughs> yeah, the new whiteboard that Linda has. Whiteboard yeah, so that we don't have those pregnant portions anymore. no expense. It was twice the price of what we actually paid for it. But when we got to the checkout, they went, no, that's last week's price. Sorry. But, yep. That's and they honoured it. So, yep. 64 Australian dollars. What's that in rupee? Oh, no idea. But anyway, it's meant to be the whiteboard of whiteboards to get Radio Hot Lap and Hot Lap organised a little bit better, which, not that they're unorganised, but we just all like to know what's going on. Anyway, let's get back to the business at hand, Montoya. Yes, Montoya has left immediately. from Formula One. Yeah, not like the end of the year where the contract's expired. It's, thank you very much, pack your bags out the door. Plastic bag out of the transporter. Or your merchandise that we've supplied you in clothing. That could either be a collector's item or it could be absolutely bin material. Well, it's probably they wanted right. it back so we can sell it on eBay. So where's he gone? He's gone off to Chip Ganassi's NASCAR team. And I look, he always did really, really well in the States. And people forget that he, like, like Jacques, 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 Jacques Villeneuve. Jacques Villeneuve. You're going back in time. They both were lucky enough to win the Indy 500. People mm. forget yep. that. There was a gr- it was one of the biggest races ever in the world. And they won that and they've come across there. They've, they've done all right. Well, Jacques one of the few that has actually has been World Formula One chap as well as the 500 chap. And um, look, the European market is a very, very fickle sort of um, environment and very, very dense. So maybe it just didn't work for him. But you know, it, it's very, very difficult stuff in F1 at the moment, technology-wise. Oh, well, I think it's, he didn't have any option next year. No one was interested in picking him up. True. So what was he going to do? And he was, I, I think he was shitting himself, to be honest. Well, I, th- I think that also that the the requirements of F1 is a totally different mindset to the mindset of Indy or US racing. Mm. And uh, I don't honestly believe, although he had momentary flashes of brilliance and some good results, overall, if you look at the last couple of years, he probably hasn't done as well as he thought he might. Uh, he certainly hasn't done as well as the team thought he would. Mm. And um, he's just sort of gone, well, phew, let me get back to something I know how to do. Exactly, because I mean, his last two years have not been brilliant. He shone three years ago, mm. and that was when he was a buzzword, and now it's just gone. But Ron Dennis doesn't seem to be crying over it. Not at all. He's cruising back, uh, Montoya's cruising back to Miami to hang out with the family, uh, maybe compete in a few Bush Series races later in the year after 94 Formula One starts, seven wins and 30 podiums. That's not a bad mm. effort, really. Look, there's a hell of a lot of people that have done F1 and never got on the podium. Exactly. Mm. You know, so, I mean... It, it is really tough, isn't it? You know, and, and we have to, you got, you really got to think about like people like Mark Webber, they are hard, they've been, now, fifth, is fifth or sixth season there? Yep. And, you know, to... to Actually, get a sort of an illegal podium in his first race. Yeah. But um, no, it is how fifth. hard is it? Yeah. Is it his fifth? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Time flies. I know it time does, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, that's an age thing, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but who's yeah, actually going to take over from Montoya then? 
Ah, well, uh, the Spanish driver, Pedro De La Rosa, who last drove in uh, F1 in Bahrain, who incidentally brings up another little subject, which is we have to move away from motorsport to technology for a moment. Now, who of you have seen Cars, the great movie, which is coming oh, out by Pixar? No, no. Why? Just because Why? Steve Jobs because is the boss of Apple and Cars? My entire family went to see it yesterday afternoon whilst I was at work. And they were all bloody sitting down at dinner last night talking about how fantastic it was and how great it was. I've been waiting to and go I with you. Seen it. I've been waiting to go with you. Well, you never told me that before, oh, dear. Oh, I think there seems to be something <laughs> well, That's what we're all future. doing after this, going out to see cars. I think oh, we should. Isn't Cheers, that Johnny. excellent? Well done. Right, I've got to... Yeah. <laughs> but what I wanted to say was, uh, I was looking into some of the, the, the podcasts behind the scenes of the creation of cars, and did you realise that they have actually brought out uh, cars to be translated into 41 different languages for different countries and of course they use different voiceovers in different parts of the world in the domestic market paul newman was the yes. voice of uh, of doc and uh, they used him but not only because he was a good voiceover but he gave an interest in motorsport to the whole thing and they go oh, like you know from technology they didn't really understand what's going on oh, okay so as they go around the world they found out that they had major amounts of motorsport talent around and who should be the voiceover of the Spanish translation was Pedro, Pedro de la Rosa. Oh, how did you know that? Along, oh, just a lucky guess. Along with, with rally specialists Nanny Roma and Danny Sorda. Sorda, I know. I yeah, you know wonderful. those guys well, don't you, Linda? Well, Danny, yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we won't dearly. go there. He's very young. <laughs> okay, sorry, Tristan. <laughs> And, and on that note, oh, no, no, no. on that there note, what we Linda here? has received in an unmarked DHL box, oh, this is and private. we know that you're listening. This is private. A, a Dolce & Gabbana gold Motorola Razr. Now, I've never seen one of these, and in fact, it's so new that she's got the little clear piece of plastic on there that she won't... Oh, no. oh it's been... It's been, it's, been, it's been shaved. It's even gold in the in the interior. Yeah, how cool oh, is this wow. thing? Have a look, JP. Very cool. Yeah, apparently they were a special thing that Dolce Gabbana did, and they made a thousand of them, and for some reason one turned yeah, up. Just got one. Oh, one turned up in my mailbox. Oh, look, look, a little bit on the front. And we won't go there as oh, to where wow. it came from. That's no. a bit of a personal thing I'd like to keep oh, to myself. No, that's okay, because we won't go there because you haven't told us. I won't. But uh, we can no. only speculate that you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are, thank you so much. Yeah, no, no, not so that we know. <laughs> Does and she's very she excited. Well, that's because I put it in airplane mode because we're doing to a see show. you oh, okay. with that's the new gold nice. phone. It I like is. the little D and G dangle. I know, and it's so me, isn't it? Like, I can I only such imagine. Fashion label girl, oh. and to have this just yeah. I can imagine oh, that very it look gutful already. She's going out for another smoke, <laughs> wearing a John Bow jacket. <laughs> yeah, which she stole from me. Anyway, let's okay. get out. We can't really <laughs> which we stole get away from, from John Bowen. <laughs> well, which you stole from John Bowen, I stole from you. Oh, you're going out to look at Jack Ellswood 20 years ago. <laughs> but uh, yes, viewers, crushed. we can only imagine that when oh, wow. L- years ago. Linda meets her uh, 
admirer from afar with the gold Dolce and Gabbana phone. We may never meet, I don't know. We may never meet like this again. She will be wearing just the phone. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've got something else I'll wear so that he knows that I'm available. Well, it's not that. Oh, 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 we don't no, have deals. No, 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 that's not what I meant. <laughs> Whatever you are, phone oh, man, you're okay. a winner. We've got it down in gritty. I will say I am available, but not in that respect. But if he needs to recognise <laughs> me, I won't be just wearing the Dolce and Gabbana because I've got a couple of other things that I might actually wear so that he recognises me. <laughs> oh, no way. Get out of here. What is... But there's uh, more. Oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> Hang on, Linda, Linda has... She's got it tattooed on her chest. There's viewers. more. There's L- more. Linda. This is going to be very quick because it's freezing cold. Oh, <laughs> give us a look at that. <laughs> viewers, Linda has um, has oh, taken man. off her top and she's revealed... <laughs> okay, she's a fairly small-sized young lady oh, yeah. Um, yeah. with That's a big. Radio Hot Lap top on, a beautiful merchandising... And a radio holo G string. <laughs> that's right. Radio thong lap. Radio Dolce and Gabbana Gold Edition. Coming at you. Um, <laughs> that's what you'll be wearing. So so <laughs> anyway, good on you, son. Thanks. Well Get her off the case. Yeah. Right. Thanks okay. for the diversion. Right. Can we go back off? to normality? <laughs> or or girl. It's cold. In case it you know. Cold. Could it be a girl. Could be. You never know. It's fashionable. (laughs) (laughs) Now we will be we will be um, getting a phone call in from Alan Simonson, who is um, some part of the world over there, England. I'm not quite sure exactly where he is, but um, a couple of days. Wednesday it is over there. Wednesday morning, but um, he is heading off to Nurburgring for the third round of the Le Mans series. Um, over there with uh, the Excellent. Orlando team right. teaming up with his teammate uh, Gunnar Christensen, who had a really right. bad bad run at Spa, obviously because he didn't get yep. a chance to get in the car. And um, yes, and the uh, the number forty three uh, entry ninety six James Watt Automotive, Paul Daniels, Jack Ellsgood again yeah. in Germany Beautiful. with the uh, Carrera Cup uh, competitor Bryce Washington, South Australian driver oh, yeah. in the uh, from Adrad sponsorship is, is teaming up in the team there. So we're off in a moment tomorrow Fantastic. to uh, Germany and then back suddenly and in a moment tomorrow. Well, tomorrow afternoon. Very quickly off. Very yeah. quickly off. So it's a four-day trip to Germany. Catch up with us. So anyway, if the phone rings. That'll be Al. There we go. Right, JP, what's going on? Well, I'm just trying to uh, scratch this thing. JP's too busy playing. He seems tired. I'd like to talk about tired. I reckon that whoever does these labels, the (laughs) the scratchy stuff just is on too well. And now she looks like she's got really darkly tanned breasts. (laughs) JP, are you with us on this show tonight? Yeah, I'm fine. Um, He's sitting in the corner he with his bottle. He wasn't with us last week. He doesn't yeah. care. I'm, He's got his bottle. I'm with, I'm with you. I'm here. He's with I'm her. Here. I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you. Am I supposed to be talking about something now? Well, why don't you? Well, What's going on with tyres? Well, look, Linda's got tyres With tyres? Okay, yeah. well, as far as I'm aware, Pirelli's going to be out of the WRC. Yep. And you probably know a lot more about that than me. Oh, a little bit more. 
And uh, in F1, Michelin's going to be out of uh, F1 from 2007, which just leaves uh, Bridgestone as the sole supplier. That's right. It's and quite... the control tyre. Yeah, so... well, the control tyre is not actually meant to come in until 2008 because the um, tenders went out and were closed on the 23rd of June by the FIA for a tyre manufacturer to go back to a single supplier. Anyway, the only people that replied were Bridgestone. Mm. Michelin pulled out in disgust and said, we're not even going to vie for it, and said, we are so annoyed that you're going this direction, we're not even supplying for 2007. Thank mm. you very much. So, that, so Michelin have basically spat the dummy. They have. They have literally spat the dummy because they don't, and I agree with them, they don't agree that there should be one tyre manufacturer. It stops the technology war. This is what True. I've always said. Formula One and the Pinnacle Motorsports are technology advancement but, areas. But you have to say that if you were going to look at what you'd class as the glory days of Formula One in the last 30 years, it was during the late 80s and early 90s, hmm. and there was only one supplier then. Goodyear had it all over everybody. Yeah, I'm not disputing that, but the thing is you've got to move forward. You need competition to push. You True. need something else opposite the same... Thing. So you need another tyre supplier to push you to develop further. And they push further develop. We end up benefiting from that. Yeah, we do. There's and this is no the problem. Now we're going to have, and Michelin have said this, now we're going to have one tyre manufacturer monopolising it. Mm. Okay? They'll develop it. Yes, they will still develop because they will need to with cornering because they're saying they're going to develop the tyre because of cornering speeds to try to bring that back. And, you know, they're, they're stopping them from allowing to have so many tyres and so many practice tyres and whatever else. And that's all good and well, but it's not pushing forward the technology advancement between one company finding something going, yeah, we're on this one. Oh, yeah, and the I other mean, one going, oh, they've got the right, let's go that way. And you've seen it in Formula 1 both last season, <clears throat> sorry, and during the current season mm. where... Obviously, Bridgestone have had the edge on certain circuits. Hmm. Michelin have had the edge on other circuits. Um, you know, and 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 they've they've come out straight out and said after practice, oh, you know, if we could get our tyres to do this, we'd be a lot better off or whatever. But that's it. If so we can, so they go away. back to the drawing board and they do yeah. that. But we've lost that. Now I can understand it from a cost measure point of view, which is the biggest sure. reason this has happened. Yep. However, I think we're lo they're losing grip on it all. They well, really I mean, are. I think the biggest problem with Formula One, and it's self-perpetuating in a way, is that everything that the governing bodies, like the FIA, whatever, do, constructors, to contain costs, doesn't work. Because mm. the teams go after the sponsors, and if they're not spending it on tyres, they'll just spend it on some other bit of technology. That's right. That's exactly right. And, and you, you know, you've hit the number Whether it's a bloody seven-post rig or whatever. But... Anyway, that is, I mean, as I said, that's my personal opinion. I don't mm. think it's the right way to go. It is the decision that's been made. So instead of being what will be, con you know, a control tie in 2008, it's basically happening in 2007, yep. it's through to 2010. That's the contract. And Bridgestone are laughing their socks off. Oh, of course they are. And, and the, what about WRC? Well, WRC, Pirelli have pulled out. Mm. Pirelli have turned around and confirmed that they're withdrawing from the WRC at the end of this year after 34 years. So are Pirelli doing any motorsport now? Well, because, I, I mean, back in the, I mean, those glory days I was referring to with Goodyear, Goodyear only got the Guernsey when Pirelli pulled out. Well, this was, you know, and this is part of the thing why Pirelli have pulled out because 
they've come back and said, well, they're displeased with Michelin switch to BF Goodrich, mm-hmm. okay, and what's going on with their, with their branding of tyres. And they've now decided, stuff it, we're not going to support WRC. We're pulling away from Subaru, which has been their mm. deal for how long? You well, know, yeah, none I mean, of us... Subaru can... even bought out that special last year that exactly. had the tyres, the WRP, whatever it was. Yeah, well, yeah. Pirelli's now gone, no, nah, we're getting away from Subaru. We're getting away from WRC. We're actually going to now start concentrating on sports car racing. So they're going in that direction. So, I mean, they're not pulling out of motorsport. They're just going in a different direction. They've developed a brilliant tyre in um, motorsport with gravel rallying and with tarmac. Yep. So they're going in a different direction again. And it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they do to Michelin (laughs) because Michelin have really got sports car racing fairly well sewn up. Exactly, and I think that's the reason why they want to go there. So the competition there is going to be interesting. Exactly. But everywhere else it's going to be boring as uh, the automobile. Yeah, and the other decision that um, this has all come from, you know, the World Council meeting and what's been going on and all the manufacturers, you know, like suppliers of parts as we're talking tyres have come through and said, well, don't like that rule, we're gone. Don't like this one, we're gone. Another thing that um, the World Council from the FIA last week said that no more moose in the tyres. Now, that was a big thing with a lot of the tyres, especially in Europe, which was, you know, it's allowed in WRC only, it's not allowed in any other domestic um, rallying motorsport, but you're allowed to have the self-inflatable moose. So if you get a flat, the moose comes on, on keeps it going so you can get to the end of the stage because of logistics, whatever. Anyway, they've come back saying, no, no more moose. You run on the tyre that you've got. If it goes flat, you deal with it. You deal with it? You deal with it. Oh, yeah, great. So you're going to get out and change the tyre? Well, back in my day, and I still do. However, in WIC, you'd be hard pushed seeing any of those boys. They wouldn't even know where the tyre was. So I think um, in the off-season, there's going to be a lot of practice with teams, and the stopwatch is going to be out to see how quickly these boys can change their own tyres. So this is going to sort a few men out from the boys, isn't it? Very interesting. So you could actually get picked as a navigator because of your tyre changing ability. Yeah, exactly. I am known mm. as one of the best tyre changers. I can do a tyre very quickly. I think. Oh, well, I've got a Definitely under two minutes. Actually, you've got five minutes. No, under two. <laughs> Trust me, mate. If I could get it under one, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> so there's a couple of secrets, and I'm not going to give them away because I'm not going to let my opposition know what they are. Or legal, of course. But Oh, of course they would. Of course. But so what else is happening in WRC? Uh, um, what I was trying to allude to on last week's show that you never rules. answered me about. The remote servicing, Linda. That would be more interesting for the fans. Oh, the, the, you know what? Logistically gonna, a nightmare. No, it is going to be logistically a nightmare, but I tell but you what, the service crews are all excited. Yeah, because they get we the go to go yeah. to the days of, quick guys, madly pack up, we've got to get here and service. Well, and they get to see a bit of the country there. they go to. Service crew boys, no one, like, you've got to really be in the thick of the sport to understand it. And the service crew guys are the ones that really win the rally. We are just, like, tools. We're spark plugs and and whatever else (laughs) in the car. No, we are. If it isn't for the service crew... Unintentional pun, viewers. Yeah, okay. We wouldn't... (laughs) be able to compete and get to the end of the event we we will come back we'll go out and do a couple of stages or in a case of a race you'll do a few laps something will break you've got Thank to you come in and these guys within seconds will just fix the car and get you out they're gone now these poor boys with wrc and even with in australia have been they changed these rules oh how many years ago now i can't remember um where there was one dedicated service park mm-hmm. so you'd set off You'd go to one place and you would. the boys could be there for 14, 16 hours in this one place all day. They saw nothing. They were remote. 
It was boring as batshit. Yeah, oh, sure it was, yeah. I mean, a lot of them became very good football players. Mm. There was always footballs thrown in the service trucks for the boys. <laughs> a lot of magazines yeah, of different yeah. varieties to keep them occupied. But still, it was hard. And it takes away from them their excitement as well. And you can actually get very tired and bored. And you've lost your enthusiasm. You think? With the remote servicing now, you, you're being sent off to basically chase the car or leapfrog the cars. Yep. So you've gone back to the days of what grassroots rallying was where you'll have basically, most of them will have two, three service crews separated in different areas, but you'll all be running around chasing each other. The guys are actually going to be more involved. That was what exactly what I was going to say, and that brings it back to the guys are suddenly involved with the team again instead exactly. of just being those blokes who sit back there waiting. Yeah, and, you mm. know, and everyone makes That's comments going, oh, you know, what did you have for lunch today? And, you know, you're sitting around, you're lying in deck chairs. There's none of that anymore. And, I mean, I'm not saying they all did that, but that it, you've hit it. They're, they're being more involved in what is going on with the sport, and they are the integral part of what's going on with the cars so jp's <laughs> lost it again because we've got a blonde now <laughs> i've got, got the sexy lager out and uh, this one's yeah. got a one piece and she's oh, blonde she's going straight for it yeah. no, look, straight. Oh. now that is going oh. to be it will friend you hope hello hey good alan we've got you on the show mate how are you Good. Tell us what's going on. I'm just um, in sunny Denmark. It's um, about lunchtime and um, it's about 30 degrees. <laughs> so a uh, couple of days of relaxation before you head down to Germany for the third round of the Le Mans series. Yep, that's right. Um, we're going to drive down um, Thursday um, where our practice starts on, um, on Friday. You raced last year with James Watt Automotive in the, the GT3, but it was a less spec car than what you're doing with the Autolando car. Um, I mean, you, you're quite familiar with the track. Obviously, the Autolando car being a factory entry and having the Pirelli rubber um, uh, will be an advantage for you. How do you feel you'll go? <coughs> Got to be better than Spa. <laughs> Doing a quick glance at the entry list here, the few changes since the last round at Spa, I, I noticed that the, the Pro Tran has obviously been repaired and uh, come back comes back, and uh, let's hope it won't be a repeat of the, the last event. I don't think Lightning can strike twice there, but uh, only one Surtec uh, Aston Martin.
I think it's yeah, I think it's um, the Surtec team is in a, in, in a bit of a, a reshuffling at the moment. Um, you've got the team called Team Mundia, which is uh, trying to buy into Surtec, and I think there's a few things going on there at the moment, and I think that's why you see all three drivers in the same car. Um, there's another um, Radical SR9 uh, added to the entry list. It should be interesting to see, see how that goes. That's got the new AER um, turbo engine in it, uh, where the other um, Radical runs with the uh, Jod engine. Um, so look, there's a, there's a fair few positive changes on the calendar, and it should be a, a very interesting race. GT2 class, which is the class that we're in, is, is always the strongest class. Um, but to be fair, would you like you know? I would obviously like to to be in, in a prototype. Um, but these days, you see that most of the prototype places are taken by um, drivers that bring budgets to the to the table. Um, unless obviously you are Audi or Peugeot in the coming years. Just uh, yeah, looking further at that, the, the, the GT2 class is uh, definitely the largest class of all. 18 uh, cars in the field there. Um, in the GD1 class, I noticed that the uh, Isopole Racing uh, the Ferrari 550 is not present, whether that is being called for one of the mechanical reasons as a result of the Spa accident, um, or just didn't feel that the car was competitive, don't really know. Have you heard anything? No, I haven't heard anything on that, on that account. And uh, the um, other thing I was going to know, yeah, Richard Lyon, so he's not, he's not in the event. Uh, rewinding, oh, I'm not too sure. yeah, rewinding a week, Alan, to uh, the second round of the European FIA GT Championship, GT3 Championship in Osterschleben, uh, a track that you hadn't uh, been to before. But um, you know, obviously, you're, you're you're pretty good at being able to sort of pick things up on on tracks pretty easily. The Ferrari uh, 430, uh, JMB Ferrari 430, really wasn't suited very well to that track, specifically the lack of fourth and fifth gear corners and a rim that Ferrari had made that hadn't really been able to accommodate a tyre to be able to challenge against the, um, the seems to be the all-conquering Corvettes. Um, how did you manage that, you know, mentally, and 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 where will you be going with that uh, program going forward? Obviously, given the, the the massive difference there. Well, it's it's something that obviously the team and myself has been debating a lot since we're we're now second in the championship, but we're first. Obviously, we would like to, um, to at least finish the championship in the top three before the year is finished. Obviously, try and win it, but hence um, Sandown is. Uh, colliding with the, the fourth round of the championship, I, I won't be able to do it. It's probably a bit optimistic to think we can win the championship, but at least if we could get into the top three, it would be nice. Uh, but with this uh, with this front tyre issue, uh, because the front tyre is so narrow, um, it, um, it it wears the front tyres out pretty well, pretty, pretty hard. If you have a if you have a tight and twisty track, the more open tracks where the front tyres get a bit of time. 
punished again is more suited to the Ferrari, but um, it, it will be a problem, and I think it will be a problem again at Spa because it's it's normally quite hot down there if it doesn't rain. Uh, if it does rain, then I think we could see a repeat of what happened at Silverstone, but if it gets really hot, um, I think you you will probably find us in uh, in qualify again in the top three, uh, but then in the race we'll probably struggling struggling a bit towards the end of the of, of the stint. Um, but you know, it's it's something that you just gotta uh, work around. Uh, obviously, the team has made a, a big investment in the cars and, and spares and things like that, so you can't just change it and and you can't just get another front rim and put on the car because this is the only rim that is to the car and you can't get the tyre manufacturers to make a wider tyre because that won't fit on the rim. Um, so you're really in a situation where you can't really do much um, in this Ferrari reconstructure their car. But the way Ferrari looks at it is that they have already made a Ferrari race car and the Ferrari race car is the 430 GT2 car. It was never Ferrari's intention to make a GT3 car. That's something that Stefan Rattel made a championship, which was a GT3 championship. Ferrari didn't have a car in it. So they had their challenge car, which is basically a road car with a few extra bits on it. Then the teams manufactured wings and put it onto that challenge car. And then suddenly you had what you call a GT3 car. But that was never a car that Ferrari intended to make because the way they look at it, they have already developed a race car and that race car, the, the, the Ferrari 430 GT, has got the right tyres, the right brakes, the right power, everything is perfect and this is the car which is punishing us pretty hard in the Le Mans Championship. So if Ferrari wants to make a car that wins, it's very, very easy for them to do it. But, you know, that's just a situation that we've been caught out in where we should have maybe thought, well, um, maybe we should have gone another route. But now the, the, the team has committed to this, um, and it's obviously not going to be easy to, um, to, to change it uh, until the year's over. But when you have a brand new championship like this, where really there is no frame of reference or baseline, and it's the second race, obviously there must be a pretty, uh, a, 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 you know, must, must be very open to parity review. And we've seen that the Aston Martin has received not only an aero kit upgrade, but a sequential gearbox between the first and second round. What is, is it a, you know, is it a case of that, you know, we, the SRO are devising the rules on the fly or how does it work? Um, I think after Silverstone you saw in particular with the Aston Martin that it was quite uncompetitive um, and uh, with uh, Dave Richards attending the race himself uh, obviously the boss of ProDrive um, and not to forget that the Aston Martins are about twice the price of any of the other cars in the whole championship uh, didn't want to see them lying down, down the back so I think he had some heavy talking with SRO um, to, uh, to, to sort of get these cars up, back up to, to pace. And I wouldn't say that the Aston Martins are um, outclassing anyone, definitely not. I just think that the powerful cars, which are the Astons, Corvettes, Dodge Vipers, and to a certain extent the Xcari is, is just a little bit on the, uh, on the quick side. But, you know, that's just something that the SRO has to, to, to have a look at. But I don't know if that will happen before Spa. 
Okay, so let's hope for, at the moment, obviously, as you've had some chats with uh, tyre manufacturers and um, you know, from my experiences at Spa that, uh, you know, it can be dry one minute and, and pouring the next. So, uh, you know, uh, one side, a bit like Bathurst, mate, in fact, uh, which you're quite used to, where it's uh, wet on the top of the mountain and dry down the bottom. Um, is that likely to happen, you know, in a few weeks' time? Is that that's the sort of the weather characteristics around Belgium? Yeah, that's very likely to happen. Um, you know, that shouldn't be shouldn't be. I mean, shouldn't surprise me if it if it happened at some stage of the week, maybe at the races because they're only one hour long. It might not happen happen there, but definitely when I'm driving in a 24-hour race with the James Watt um, Porsche afterwards, um, for sure for 24 hours you can't go for 24 hours without having rain at Spa. That's not going to happen. Moving forward a couple of months or maybe two or three months, you'll be getting pretty uh, pretty pumped coming back down to Australia for the uh, the two supercar Enduros with Triple Eight, um, with Craig Lowndes, Jamie Wincup and Richard Lyons um, in the Better Electrical squad. Mate, that's just about the best chance in the world you can have, any race car driver can have, from winning the, the most premium uh, event in the Australian uh, in, uh, area. That's right. I don't think you get better chance than that. So um, got to grab it with both hands and, and, and make the most of it. Um, I'm returning to Australia on the, 20, on the 31st of July um, after the 24-hour race at Spa, and uh, we straight into some fairly heavy testing with uh, with Triple Eight um, before uh, before the first race at Sandown. It must be pretty so, comforting to you that the fact that you were recently down here um, after doing a, a GT round in the Triple C Ferrari 360 GT, and then just cruising up to a, up to Queensland with with Richard, getting in the car and being instantly on the pace. And feeling very comfortable in the car, like that's that's really what it's all about. And I suppose when it comes to Bathurst, you know, at the same length as a uh, as a Le Mans uh, style race, um, you've got more experience than pretty much many people in that. It's really just a caper, Casey, keeping out of trouble, isn't it? It is. I mean, everyone knows that. Everyone knows how to win Bathurst or or, or the way to do it. But it's it's doing it that's the problem, you know. And it is. And everyone always say when you come to Bathurst, they always say, "Oh." out of trouble and you'll be alright but the thing is well it's not that easy to keep out of trouble you know everyone wants to keep out of trouble but it normally never happens that way but yeah it's 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 definitely keeping out of trouble but at the same token um, you've got to the pace there nowadays is so quick so you can't just fiddle around and, and hope for other people to fall off you got to you got to have pace and, and at the same time you got to you got to drive within limits and make sure you don't have problems Absolutely. Mate, uh, I'm sure you'll have a good weekend at Nürburgring this weekend and look forward to catching up with you shortly. All right. Thanks, John. Cheers. Cheers. We'll come back to motorsport in a second. <laughs> well, we've just finished having a Can chat to Alan Simonson. How's going? Well, um... <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> What's going on here? Verity's actually going to leave us. Verity yeah, is going to leave us, but Verity, I'd just like to say thank you very much for a lovely lunch this Hi, afternoon you, at the uh, at the, the Maid. It's it was lovely to have you and Linda today. Not, not, you can't call it the Maiden Magpie in Adelaide. No, we've actually changed the name. It's now the Maid. So you're the not getting confused with the Maid of Auckland down on South Road, which has traditionally just been nicknamed the Maid. Mm. Excellent. Good. Thanks for that. No worries. Well, anyway. Oh, okay. There we go. Management are going to have another oh, Maiden. I'd just like this. to pass on my, uh, my, um, uh, my thanks to you for looking after us today and Tom Skipper and uh, the perfect host down there and viewers if you come down to Adelaide make sure you go there right on the corner of McGill Road and 
Payneham. 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 And, uh, Maiden Magpie Corner. Maiden Magpie. Right in the North Terrace. She used to um, set up a few tables outside like there where they get a few carbon monoxide fumes, but no one ever <laughs> sat out there at all. But I can tell you that I had one of the best steaks today, I believe. Uh, Murrayland's, uh, yes. uh, Murrayland Porterhouse, hung, personally hung by John Strook, who that is the, uh, you know John Strook, uh, Macclesfield. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, what's yeah, the, uh, the yeah, rosé? Yeah, yeah. It's called the... Crackland Rosie. Crackland Rosie by uh, brand name again? Ben Brook. Ben Brook. That's right. That's Benbrook. right. Yes. Classic who have, Adelaide two years ago. have sausage dogs. It was absolutely wonderful, the meal. But I would have to say, just as of nothing negative but all positive, it's just a little bit of a, a very overpowering um, mushroom ragu on the side. And the mushrooms were just so gorgeous. But, but made the, from field mushrooms... 14,000 field mushrooms flown in from Belgium okay. with pigeons over the hedge and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> it, so you were glad you had it on the side is what you're trying to say? What? <laughs> the mushroom. Because you never what? have it poured over what? your steak, do you? You always have everything on the side. Well, he, he is a side. Well, I know. I and, yeah. and viewers... JP, he did not get it on the side. And let me tell you, it was... He was trying for it, but he didn't get it on the side. It was sliced. sitting here. Exactly. He hasn't burnt too many bridges. Well, that's good to hear. And it was sliced. Sliced. Gently on the side. And it was... Are we talking the mushroom sliced on the side? No, yes. The beef was sliced in inverted commas. Thank you, Verity. And uh, was also washed down with a nice bottle of O'Leary Walker. Oh, that was lovely. It was beautiful. Yep, it was a lovely lunch indeed. There's none left, unfortunately, so for tonight's sitting. Nick and David. Thank you, Nick and David. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, O'Leary David. O'Leary Walker Sauvignon Blanc. It was lovely. Okay, well. I'm glad we got through all of that since I wasn't there. Toodle off. Well, you could have been. I didn't realise you weren't turning up and nobody... Well, I didn't know. Well, nobody didn't told know anything me you were Let's not go there. Okay, you domestic. Were, you and, you okay. and John can work this out. Right. You didn't even believe I was here, but anyway, we won't go there. True. But then again, now we're stepping into lifestyle. <coughs> we are. And dogs. But what about dogs? What about Dogs. What about Rusty? Oh, Rusty Sausage. Hello, Rusty Sausage. Now, Rusty Sausage has been Rusty looked after, majorly looked after with her... Pasta and chicken dishes, but anyway, that's that's dogs she barbecue. She was scolded tonight, but we won't go into that. Dogs oh. barbecue action. Well, Verity, Hi. lovely to uh, have you join Thank us you on so the much. show suddenly Thank and bring on a so beautiful, much. beautiful bottle of '98 uh, Cab uh, Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon. Compliments of Michael Gilroy. She says that so nicely. She does many she? times. Just oh. her in action at work. She's gorgeous. It's wonderful. 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 Well, I'm glad you two girls have had a nice little secret soiree behind you. You got a little bit miffed about that this afternoon, didn't you? We're having a little bit of a girls' talk. Look at that, viewers. Her voice is going up. You got a little bit out of joint because you didn't know. That's not true, viewers. I was just standing away from the dirty smokers. Yeah, that's enough of that, JP. Well, yeah, that's it. Verity's gone. Verity's gone. Yeah, there's gone. Wasn't it? It was just a little sudden cut. Yeah, we don't need it. Andrew Madiki, who drove many times in the great race and also paired up with Jack Ellsgood in the Ute at the Bathurst Legends race, 
has a son. In fact, he has two sons. One called Harry, who co-drove with him in the uh, Hyundai Tiburon in Target, Tasmania. did very well. Yeah. He has another son, George. George. Who is yep. campaigning the identical vehicle in the uh, Australian uh, Production Car Championship. And he's doing damn good. Now, but that was on at Mal- uh, not Malala, Adelaide International last weekend. And I meant been, to mention it on last week's show that it hasn't was, been uh, a race at AIR for a long, long time. No, a drag just... strip, which is a, 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 a great a great piece of uh, real estate, That's, which has yeah. an, also has a little bit of a speedway Speed bowl yeah. with a very unusual camber change. As those coming onto the speedway while turning left, the car uh, falls off into <laughs> falls the off. Uh, uh, into the roll, and it was um, it was you know uh, well you know well over twenty years ago it was the circuit that everyone raced in in South Australia because yes, Formula One wouldn't arrive until nineteen eighty five. AIR was one of the toughest scenes of production car battles with just about every manufacturer involved. Ford had their first laser turbo, that white oh, thing. Yeah, I, I can remember. remember. Oh, I remember, I remember seeing it. We do, because I worked on the engine manager. We got paid for that project. Oh, I remember still seeing that. Mitsubishi had their Cordia turbo with yes. the little, much like a Mazda R100, the round yep. front guards and the square rear ones. Oh. It was like an engine with a trailer hanging behind. Mazda ran its RX-7, so I remember yep. there with Phil Alexander and exotics like Alfa Romeo fielded their radical GTV. Gerard Murphy GTV. was one of the drivers the who was particularly GTV. good, staying in the would tickle the ivories back down there at the uh, uh, travel lodge on South Terrace. Viewers, let me tell you, <laughs> yes, many famous now. racing drivers <laughs> cut their teeth, but uh, the drivers enjoyed uh, in Adelaide International Raceway or AIR as it was known, with its long, straight, super fast right hander and challenging entry into the Speedway Bowl, where the camber change caught many off guard. Many years ago, John Bow shook down secretly the K&A Engineering built Kadicha Chev sports car that local photographer Bernie Van Elsen Mm. would actually put together out of his own budget to take on the Australian GT Sports Car Championship. Mm. And did actually crash it there, no no fault of his own, uh, that had a bit of an off there. For those. No fault of his own. Well, he was steering it. Well, JB's, it was never JB's fault. I don't care. It was his fault. Speaking of J- not to JB's fault, I ran into Scotty Wensley up in Darwin, the uh, the supercar photographer who was having dinner with Mark Osborne, who had his leg broken at Pukekohe when JB's car with the 200 blah, blah, blah went into and And, yeah, he was doing all right. Scotty looking all right. And um, he was also uh, uh, but suffering a little bit. Because he was also waiting a long time on the Sunday night to get fed for the Chinese meal at the same <laughs> restaurant where we were at. Okay, we are digressing. But yeah, it was one of those really uh, really great spots. And those guys, incidentally, produced the uh, V8 Supercar Yearbook, Sam Media, uh, Scotty, uh, Scotty Wensley and, and Mark Horsburgh. And it, it's really, really good stuff. But AIR viewers... Was the, was the scene of one of the greatest crashes, start line crashes ever to be seen in Australian uh, in racing history. Bob Jane T-Marts ran a bright yellow Chevy Monza and in fact a little, a year later, the campaign was still going with one Gerhard Berger yes. in the BMW 635 that went straight ahead at Stag. It did indeed. At the Inaugural Formula One race, JP. Do you remember that? Ninety-five. I remember it well. And he shook his fist and said, "I will run the BMW team later in my life, <laughs> but maybe less hair." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot less hair. 
Yes, a lot less hair, but uh, yeah, it was bright orange, and it was a bit of a trademark of uh, of, of those guys. But uh, yeah, Brocky Peter Brock was was running that car, and about 150 metres off the start line, the thing just broke a drive shaft and turned, snapped left, went straight into the barriers. Now, at the same moment, Mark Trenoweth in the uh, Jaguar XAF S came up the inside looking for the spot, and like had nowhere to go, and ended up being embedded into the side of the Chevy Monza. Well, other people had taken evasive action, and I think there was uh, 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 Tony. Edmondson and the Alpha, the, the GT Alpha, G- yeah, GT, and, yeah. And, and probably even local GT heroes like Mick Monteroso <coughs> in the Cosworth-powered, uh, BDA Cosworth-powered white Escort sports sedans. Yes. They probably scattered, but there were two sports sedans. Both were Falcon XA hardtops. One run by a very unknown New Zealand nobody who had just arrived on the shores with a bit of hair. One Jimmy Jim Richards, <laughs> who would end up using the Jaguar as a bit of a ramp to end up on top of the Monza with Tony <laughs> Hubbard, who's had the same car that just seemed to be caught up in every other start line crash around the world, also involved in the crash. Huge, huge time viewers. But uh, moving Come on. Back to George Medici. Yeah, back to George <laughs> <laughs> we've got George was the subject. That was, yeah, but, no, but, but it was. It, but, well, we were talking about the fact that there hadn't been any races there for twenty uh, well, four years. Now. No, they haven't been there for ages. No, it's been a drag strip, and so I think it's been the process of, uh, of being um, oh, changing I mean, ownership. But yeah, look, the uh, the production car championship is is coming alive, and George did well, really well, to qualify on top of of the B, B category, second on the grid. Uh, the only one in front of was in front of him was Luke Searle in the BMW 130i, which is certainly in a different category. And what uh, about that girlie? Uh, uh, Natalie, Natalie Wilmington. Natalie, yeah, and, and she's up there too. Isn't she? Yeah, and and her father. Uh, Wilmington also was racing uh, V8, well not V8 Supercars, but Australian touring cars around Gary Wilmington, Gary. absolutely. Gary. Gary's same. daughter. That's yeah. right. Get out. How about that? That's right. Another one she's running in the, the motor racing Five all the time. That's right. She was indeed. And uh, running a uh, 2002 Mitsubishi Magna. Now, these guys, the the whole whole idea about this category is, like, remember what what GTP is, or Mm. Australian Performance Car Check? Well, it's sort of, it's moved away. It's almost become sports sedans, hasn't it? Yeah, Because the the, the Evo 9s that they've got today, I mean, it's like, how much money can you spend on these things? You can lightweight the thing and carbon fibre the thing. So, and it's always the case. These production car championships, they get away from what they're about. And then they've got to get back to where they are. And this category is really run, run what you brung. You know, you can drive it home. And the little tube you're on is a very, very good uh, machine. So uh, George has come off the, the weekend with a, a third, a second, and a third. And consolidates his uh, position as third place in the championship, despite not racing uh, round three, due to his father, Andrew, who decided to... Um, Purloin the Tiburon mm. because it was a damn good car. Mm. Do you like I that word? To Purloin to Target Taz. Yeah. To target Taz Sorry, son. I'm nipping off with, with, with the other brother, Harry, yeah. uh, to, uh, <laughs> to go for a bit of a wander around Target Tasmania. Maybe that was to appease Harry. Uh, yeah, that could be. Or just to annoy you because he was uh, hot on your tail. Uh, he was not. Oh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice bite, viewers. I never yeah, saw him. <laughs> I think I have took him, but I never saw him. But uh, you're entered. Uh, no in, disrespect. You are you're entered into the the rally of Bernie, Linda, we with are. the uh, Evo Nine, uh, mm-hmm. which hasn't been attacked by the. Uh, 
no, Chainsaw Massacre. We talked about that last That's week. That's right, we did. Yeah. Oh, we just re- reiterating. Yeah, no. And you'll be down there, and so will um, we'll Andrew. Will be, be, Andrew will be down there, will as be well as Jim Richards, as well as Tony Longhurst. As you say, the, the usual suspects. The usual suspects. Yeah. It's the leftovers of VA Racing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm glad you left Warwick out of that. <laughs> well, he was yeah, a leftover from V8 Racing with Larkham. No, but you'll be looking forward to that, and I believe your car's uh, received a few performance upgrades. It has. It's had a few little tweaks. Apart from not being hacked. It hasn't been touched at yeah, all. That's great. Yeah, I'm very excited. Mm. Can you tell the viewers what's actually happened, or is it all secret? No, there's no secret. There's just been a few little engine tweaks. Um, I mean, I can't hear the specifics because I don't know. I'm not the right. And is that, is that something that Heath has done, or is that something that's come from the factory in Japan? Factory. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, it's been developed by Rally Art Australia. Yeah. Um, and then yes, it's gone back to Japan and come back here. Right. And the okay. brakes were an homologated item anyway, but um, we just didn't have them on our car because they weren't available. And they yeah, went you onto said the Scott's that right car originally. Yeah. So yeah, Scott's actually right. running the new brake system this weekend at um, Rally in Tasmania, the Australian Rally Championship round. Yep. And then we'll be running them in Rally of Burnie. So Mitsubishi seemed to be sort of doing all our main testing and stuff down in Tasmania at the moment. That's all right. We go to Perth later in the year. So yeah, but it'll be it'll be exciting, and I'm just all keyed up, and I just want to win. You do, and yeah, and the car has been lightweighted to somewhat. There's been a new carbon fibre component added into the vehicle, a perfect uh, addition to uh, Linda's wardrobe to be able to. Not carbon to... fibre shoes. No, carbon fibre phone holder for the new Dolce and Gabbana. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that sends us the phone. So you uh, won't have to be... An adulty and Gabbana. No, no, no. Oh, no, exchange the lanyard. Did she send you that as well? No. I mean, no. Um, the person in question did not. So the However, seen the Adelaide I actually have... Flip um, real quick once you got that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I'm like. I'm not going to walk around with a... <laughs> Anyway, what I'd like to say is I actually do have a couple of spares of these. So the first person that emails and says they would like an Amani lanyard, I will send them one. Where would they send that email to, Linda? Well, they can send that directly to me at lindalong at radiohotlap.com. Well, it's not Linda Long. It is Linda Long. It's Linda. It's not. Oh, we changed it. If you got into the back end. Well, I'm sorry. You may have changed it, but all my other emails are coming through to Linda Long. Oh, well, maybe it is Linda Long. Maybe it's just check and whatever. You'll find a link on the... There is no link, actually, on the website. Well, are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Well, how come that hasn't been updated? Because you never did it. Oh, I didn't. wasn't on my to-do list. Because why didn't he do it? Because his data backup freaked out. You need, you need a... Um, and he's just been pulling his hair his out. His data like backup fritzed. And mm. speaking of... And, uh, actually, speaking of Target Tasmania, seriously, Linda, you've shown me tonight, you've got uh, all the in-car footage has been provided to you from Target Tasmania mm. and you've comp- converted it onto your iPod. Mm. Now, maybe we should be putting that up on the, uh, the website, Radio Hot Lab website, for people to download for their iPod. Would you like that, viewers? I don't know if they really want that. Why don't we give them a little taste? We might give them one yeah. short stage because there's some very long Even ones. though we don't edit. We just give them edited highlights. <laughs> we'll give them a very short one, a very short stage, I think, because I think bit... they'll be bored. Okay. It, it, it is very... It's very calming and quiet. Very... If you have suffer from insomnia, Five this left. is the thing to watch, I tell you. Anybody <laughs> thinking just going for the Sunday picnic up watch the road? Over, watch for the speed bump. And that pause, viewers, is Linda having a drag on the cigarette. I don't do that. <laughs> What is this about you and cigarettes and smoking? I'm just like... Oh, i got to get away from them. 
Gonna give me away. Oh, we all oh. There you go. It's disgusting. Okay, what else is on well, the as we start to wind down? We were talking about data backups. Mm. Data backups. Off. Boy, have I had. Okay, here's the scenario. Here's the deal, as they would say, indignation. The deal is. I had took my uh, Firewire 250 gig, Firewire 800 gig, 250 gigabyte drive up to Darwin. Everything was working perfectly. Packed it in the bag, brought it back. Man, it just deadsville. So I gave it to Chapey, and it appears that it was a bit of a dud controller. But who knew what was going on? Five days later, after finding out that it was a dud controller, but uh, Chapey will actually tell you how the uh, recovery process. Um, uh, came about it, it was pretty stressful because just about everything in the last five years was lost now okay viewers then you're saying don't you back anything up well i do but like when you have that much data you need to back it up onto other hard drives and you know That's considering right. it's only eight months old august yes august uh, the 24th i even checked the invoice yes today. i noticed that you put so it out do for a the, warranty uh, claim but but it is a bit of a worry and 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 i suppose you know like it Everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's collecting more and more data, and we've got all these bloody audio files, video files, you name it. How did the recovery process come about, Doctor? Well, the recovery process basically was take the drive out of the uh, out of the external case, um, disconnect the uh, the firewire interface, and uh, stick it inside a uh, a G4, which had uh, ATA cable select next to the original drive that was in there, and uh, run Disk Warrior across it make sure everything was squeaky clean and that none of the data was actually damaged and then uh, retrieve it from there. It really was a case that there wasn't anything physically wrong with the drive or the, the drive, drive mechanism. It's just fine. a controller that yep. allowed to provide the data. And, you know, this is the, you know, they come up with smart interfaces to be able to provide the, the high-speed connected digital video these days required, like FireWire 800, which is on board yep. with, with all, all high-end Macintosh products. Um, but... Really, at the end of the day, you've got this sort of, it's like having a tail that shaft that broke. That board goes, that's it. It's like, it's, it's not even running on limp home mode. It, it goes, it goes. Yeah, there's a, bit, a couple of different so, boards around. Yeah, there's the, I mean, the most predominant in Firewire is Oxford 911. And that's been around for about three or four years now. Uh, when it came out, it was just the absolute epitome of, of the Firewire to ATA interface. Since then, I think we've got the Oxford 9... I can't remember what the next one's called. 917? They sort of seem to be stealing Porsche numbers. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it doesn't say much for it. <laughs> oh, well. And uh, that's the one that provides the Firewire 800 interface. Um, and they're the most popular uh, interfaces. But, of course, like everything, they're, uh, they're licensed from the uh, original developer and, uh, and made very cheaply in... Um, Oriental countries, let's just say. And Asian so markets. the risk of component failure is probably a lot higher than it used to be in the old days. It's a bit ironic, isn't it? Because their attention to detail with their food is very good. Yeah, I, mean, it, I think their attention to detail with electronics is very good too, and they build a good product. But uh, like everything, it's price-driven, and the you know we all know that you're paying for gigabytes of storage today, what you used to pay for megabytes of storage five years ago. And uh, there's only one way they can do that, and that's to keep pushing the price of the actual manufactured components down. Oh, look at that. She's got... I've scratched her Very off. furry. Um, <laughs> Stop moving right along. scratching, boys. <laughs> I've finished. And I'm not talking about mine's, yourselves. I'm mine's got bottles. creative barber work. Yours doesn't. Barber work? Yeah, look at creative that. barber work. 
down Fuck the line. Yeah. She's got a bit of a she's got a bit of creative barbering down this, the line. This is like a question VPL women really mm. like to know because yeah. you know fashions change with certain things. Like, okay, I'm only speaking to two men, so it's not much of a consensus. What is the consensus about women with hair? With is hair? Is it a, a okay or is it a no-go? No, it's okay. I'll get it's rid okay. of it. It's okay, okay. as long so, as there's not tons of it. Right, so yeah. it's grooming. Grooming is the go. Definitely. Yes, and I think, yeah. In case, yeah, it's yeah, grooming yeah. or nothing? No, no, I think that, yeah. I think in, in moderation it's okay, but look. It's just interesting mm. how I don't times want to be, change. I it think, is. You're quite isn't correct. It's very interesting. And, and no l- l- the look, it all just like, like fashion, it, it'll grow back. <laughs> <laughs> well, in some cases, it doesn't. <laughs> well, well it's not having the laser treatment. Well, that's, that's it. Fine. Exactly, JP. You hit the nail yep. on the head. Get the laser treatment, then don't grow Did up. Did you hear okay. that, Mr. Dolce and Gabbana? <laughs> the phone man. I'm not saying anything anymore. It's it was just a question because I was looking at this girl on the bottle. What's yours? Oh my goodness, that's a little bit of grooming. Yeah, no, no. I don't like these single. I don't like these. It's just. Just a bit of bad printing. Yeah. Do you know the funny thing about it was that when, when I didn't know when we picked these up at the bottle shop, and the guy goes, "No, they're actually scratches." You had to go through the whole line because everyone oh, in the scratched. fridge had been scratched. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. So there was no there was oh, no surprise. Say, if you're going to go buy them, people don't yeah. scratch them. No. Take them Spoils home and have the else. fun of it in the privacy of your own home. Okay. Okay, Linda. Could my you, space. Could you? Yeah, it's your space now. You're very interested in my space, aren't you? Well, I just am taking a personal interest in your newfound love of uh, the internet. Technology, yeah. Well, MySpace is a fantastic thing. And the fact thing. that you're hassling me for a PowerBook. Um, uh, a MacBook. A MacBook, yeah. no, And I'm hassling, hassling you for a quote for the MacBook. That's okay. And you keep hassling me to have the MacBook, MacBook so that I can do work for you. Well, that's okay. Because, because I'm so remote. And anyway. And I can't pay well now, so. buy you one because he can't quote we can you one. Get, and he can't quote you one because now. he doesn't really know what he's got to quote you on. And I have no idea what's going on either way. Anyway, we'll get anyway. back to MySpace. MySpace, it's a social networking website based in social. Santa Monica, California. Be now, it's shortly. not like a, a website like, like say, RSVP or, you know, Adult Matchmaker or something like that. Where or you Red Hot Pie. I wouldn't know about those sites, I, You know, you mentioned Red Hot Pie. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I saw an ad on TV the other night and I nearly died. What are on about? It's an adult you website for swingers. Oh, it's a MySpace is not like that, although those possibilities are available. All right. It <laughs> but you but you haven't paid for the upgrade. Is that right? <laughs> We're not going there. Now it's actually got two hundred and fifty employees and its revenue is actually But US. you can contact Marcus Zakanovic, leader of the V eight Ute Championship <laughs> on Red Hot Pie. As um, I think his name is. Um, oh no! Don't. <laughs> just add water. Oh, you're kidding! Oh, look, Marcus will thank us for it. <laughs> I don't know about oh, that. Oh mate, I tell you, you will. Uh, just see the increase in traffic. Anyway, water. He drinks, drinks water. He's Marcus is not a drinker. Anyway, go on. You finished? <laughs> I hope so. Do you want to give anybody else the synonyms now? I'm just going to do a retraction. What sites they're going <laughs> Yep. Well, that's. <laughs> MySpace, we're onto that. It actually started as an online storage um, and file sharing um, website. Yep. And developed from there, and now it's just offering interactive network of blogs, user profiles, groups, photos, plus it has its own internal email system. 
it's actually been um, rated as the fourth most popular English website and the fifth most popular in the world. <laughs> now, That's to prove good. this, Mr. Murdoch, Mr. Rupert Murdoch, oh, this Rupert Murdoch Broadcasting eh? bought it last year, bought shares in it, the majority shareholding for $580 million US. Thanks for coming. So, you, you've got to say, if he's. You get a lot of ads, though. Well, that's how the revenue is. There is no cost to go to MySpace and set up your own MySpace. There is right. absolutely no cost to the user. How they're making their money is through the ads. Now, you get a banner out at the top, yeah. and it'll be advertising. Every time you change your page, there'll be a different ad. No now, pop-ups, though. No. Well, no, I don't get any pop-ups because I've got that blocked, and it does not Why did you pay extra money? No, I didn't pay. You don't pay anything. You've just got that set in your browser. I've got that You've set got in my... Um, in my antivirus stuff, ah, you know, right, okay. and yeah. spam and all that, I just have no pop-ups. So where's the business model? The business model is literally on every page, besides pop-ups, which apparently there are pop-ups, but I don't get, you will get one banner at the top with advertising. Okay, and that's it. Which you actually get to the point where you just stop looking and you, you don't worry. It, yeah. Occasionally, there are some very interesting ads, which I admit I will go and click <laughs> on. You just said... I've, you just stop looking at them. But occasionally, there's some really oh, interesting you know, ones. You, you'll get ones that pop out and, and catch your yeah, eye. But normally, you don't. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> pop, out, pop out of your rubble sexy lager. I give it a scratch and it might pop done, out. The, what it has done, it's created this amazing networking. So it doesn't matter. As I said before, it doesn't matter what area of interest you have. Now, look, with us, it's motorsports. And naturally, all the people that I have met through this are motorsport people. And how did I find them? Not only by putting my own profile up and basically I was very honest at who I am, you know, how old I am, everything else. I didn't do any Like you, rubbish. how you like Dolce & Gabbana phones. Unlike the rest of us. No, that's right. A lot of you just yeah. put crap and put these stunning supermodel photos up of yourselves. Well, I didn't bother doing that. I was very down to earth and I am what I am. But I have actually had other people searching keywords, you know, mm. rallying, WRC, whatever, They've found me. I went through and researched and, and searched people. And I just, all you do is you click on it going, oh, this seems like they've got a lot of interest in me. Oh, they'd be interesting to chat to. You click on a little button saying, add them as a friend or just send them a quick friendly email going, hi, how are you going? Have a look at my space, as in, you know, my side, and see if we've got any. Yeah, no worries. So then you accept their invitation if they've asked to be a friend. Yep. And so you've got a direct contact with this person. So then your network itself grows. So your network starts firstly with you. My network now, my extended network is over 90 million people. Well, and one would expect that, considering that everybody goes onto someone like MySpace to find like a, a, a good-looking girl who's a co-driver in a WRC you know, Mitsubishi <laughs> Works America. John, you're I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're everywhere and buy shoes. Yeah, but you're looking at the point of view of trying to find somebody to go off and do things with. It's not about that. It can be, but it is not about that. It is about everything. There are business people on there networking, but the biggest thing that's come from this is independent musicians and filmmakers. Yeah. They all Ooh. have MySpace sites. They put up their music. They put up their, their movie content, which you can go and look at. Now, I actually... and this. Only happened last week. A major radio station in Sydney, and it's a commercial one. It wasn't something like you know Triple J or anything like. That, actually, played a band which they actually said this is a band that we grabbed off MySpace that we believe are going to make it. Now there is an independent group out there of musicians, put a great track down, 
put it up on their site. Someone's found it, said, far out, this is really good, and they've put it on air. Now, these guys are probably in the middle of talking about record contracts. Yep. This is what's happening. So you can actually even go on to mainstream bands. Now, I've got people like, you know, my hero, Jimmy Barnes from Cold Chisel. I'm sorry, I do. I, I've always had a thing He's, like, a okay. He's yeah. one of my friends. Jimmy has his own site. All these kids have their own MySpace site. Yes, I know you're all And so they're, you know, he's one of my friends. There's other bands and there's other artists that I like from music that I've found there on there. You click on there. Now, it's not, yes, there is somebody. In some of the cases, there's somebody else behind doing the work for them. In other ones, they're actually directly putting up their own emails. And I'll put out little blogs. I'll put out bulletins saying, hey, guys, I'm doing a private little show here. And you might only find it a few hours before. But if you're a friend... Then you'll get, you'll get a bulletin yeah. and get that info. Now, you can block people. So if you get someone obnoxious come along and you don't really want to have a thing to do with them, you can block them. So it's quite safe. If you're under 18 years old, you cannot find a child, even though my kids are fully onto it and it is huge with young children. You actually have to know their email address before you can actually find them to add them. So right. unless you know that person specifically and you know their and exact email address, you cannot find any child under 18. So from my point of view as a parent, I'm happy about that because I find it very safe. Mm. My kids, all the kids are joined on. So they all talk to each other. Now the other exciting thing about this from the child perspective is the kids are actually learning without realizing it, HTML codes. Well, they don't really need to learn HTML well, codes. Not, you know why they don't need to? Why? Because, oh, not, JP's <laughs> floating off <laughs> to the uh, to the room of luxury. Well, I tell you why is because after years of actually learning HTML and and being highly proficient in uh, professional web development tools, mm. I've just built a website with Apple's new iWeb, and I have to say that um, look, there's some things you can do in this that would take you a long time to do in a traditional. Um, web-based application like you, you just you, you don't have the ability to be able to to run opacity and rotate images you'd have to render everything in Photoshop and place them into tables and or, 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 or you know and, and run cascading style sheets to be able to position mm. everything just perfectly and from a, being a bit more of a purist I'm sort of going repelling it's a bit like I suppose it'd be like but you, yeah and I can understand that but don't forget the majority, and I know you don't like. This they fact, don't know, but the majority of them don't have apples. Oh no! But from a from a from they a delivery point of view, no. But it's a, from a them. no. But from a deli- look from a delivery point of view mm. on the Windows or the Mac platform, it looks the same. And I'm just, it, it doesn't matter. With I'm the creator, and I suppose that I'm sort of going. But geez, I'd learn all these skills at all this high end program stuff to be able to build a, the, all these things. And now there's this drag and drop program called iWeb. Which is actually, now that I've got into it, is very, very cool. There's some things, no, it won't do. And you can sort of understand it. And I think it's a tool that you can use. It's what we call a rapid application building tool. So you, you can prototype things up very, very quickly. And the template's a little bit limited. But you can go in and, and edit the templates and go on like that. But it's clever stuff. And this is making a, a making making use of... Um, of, of uh, what they call you know dynamic HTML, yes, or um, um, that's what's underneath. Yeah, and um, I've got uh, one of our um, one of our uh, 
One of our very uh, well-known uh, water drinking clients um, having a new website built on that specifically because he now has been is converted and wants to wants a mat. Right. And so he goes, look, you he give it to me, and I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, tweak it yep. in in in, in iWeb. So all pretty cool stuff. But you know, from a purist point of view, well, not that purist, but you know, halfway between creative and halfway halfway between program and engineering sort of style. You, you know, you, you've got to go for it. it mm, it's all right. Most so, definitely. Uh, so viewers, I uh, I tell you, give it a go. Uh, don't. Uh, geez, the Mac platform's just going nuts, isn't it? It is certainly. There's some great features and new uh, new stuff coming along all the time. And I mean, the the great thing about iWeb is it will continue to be developed until it can do all those fancy things that you can't do in it at the moment. Just like everything else. Mm. Just like everything else. Just about. So there you go. Well, that's about it, viewers. Yeah, I think that's about it. I think we've run out of things to talk about. Oh, JP. Oh, we've always got a lot to talk about. I think we just ran out of time. Yeah, yeah we do. Go we've got to go and see the movie. We've got to go and see. We've got our movie to no, go to. Yeah. I know. You're, yeah, you've got to run off to go home before you come and see the movie again. But uh, yeah. anyway, that's all, all good. And, um, mate, thanks for making time again tonight. On it's the, quite all right. You thought it was Thursday, but you, now I we've reverted back to Wednesday. Wednesday. And there you go. I blew that one. Linda's Oh, that's okay. We're trying to make it a surprise, but we had to coax you somewhere. It's nice to see. I think I have that appeal. <laughs> and Linda, thanks so much for flying down. Yeah, thanks, Linda. Not a fantastic. problem. Really, really good. I yeah. sort of got us back. Sort of, you know, just before we go offline, viewers, um, I'd been listening to a few other uh, podcasts that had and some discussions that everyone at the same time is just about having podcast sort of burnout because yep. they've been doing it for, for virtually the same period of time because yeah, when because the when started. iTunes yeah we've all started yeah. at the same time there and now Rocket Boom one of the big video what podcasts that's that? all gone ka-ching really? uh, and the, yeah. the lady that's in was on the, the you know the, the face of it no no that's a that's a different one, a different one. Um, Amanda Cogdon oh, or something it. like that she's uh, doing yeah. but doing that daily can you imagine doing that mm, stuff no. it would, just, it would no. kill you so well, maybe it's a case of well, cat, hard you know, year down the track. Did we want to commercialise something? It's not. It's not all that easy. It's not. And, and it's, it, it's it's been lots of fun, and we really like doing it, and we'll, we'll continue to do it. But I think we all just needed those few weeks off, which well, we didn't plan. No. But you were overseas. We were, yeah. And just need just a bit of a battery recharge. Yeah. It was just time for a break. So. And I was dying. Well, we're back. You were. You were. You were. You were I sick, was extremely sickie-poo. ill. Rejuvenated. Mm. And I'm back go. on deck now and. So looking for into the future, viewers, well, we'll be doing another show next week, JP, and I think yes. we'll probably find a, a, a guest on. I don't know who we'll find, but we'll find someone to come over and do that the following week. I don't know, but we'll be here in Australia, I'm I won't sure. be here that week. I'm sorry, boys. The week I'm after that. when you're in Bernie. I will be off my... I will be on the love boat. The love boat? What's the this? The spirit love boat? of Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> that disgusting. We've got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's nothing like I just call it right. the love boat. We're just so bad. I wish. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, what day are you going on the love boat? Just in case the phone man's listening. He's not going to be here. He's in the other side of the world. <laughs> but he is listening. He may not be. Oh, I'm sure but he is. not at the moment he because we're going to. No but idea let me about tell me you. With radio that, uh, I may have not alluded. You have just. There is no way you can Tristan's help yourself. Tristan's just a pseudonym. You know that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
imagine if that well Tristan good I idea uh, just put, 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 put Tristan into this I'm sure he's over oh he's not he's going to do that barbecue yeah he's, and I never called him when I was over there I he's, never, e- he's never emailed Look, he's a since. professional like ourselves yeah, that's right <laughs> never available <laughs> anyway Thanks everybody for coming and Rusty Sausage for sleeping on the couch yeah, there. Look thanks, at Rusty. the dogs is a lot of input the... tonight, not yeah. even a bark. Yeah, and don't forget, guys, email us, send us your thoughts, ideas, criticisms. It's cold. Yeah. In and Adam. I will, I am genuine. I will send you an Armani lanyard if um, first person to email in. Do you know? You do you know we never got a single request from anyone for a Radio Hot Lap hat, which oh. was lucky because I didn't have any. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll <laughs> see. The funny thing is that I didn't. Know, maybe that. that no one was listening. But maybe <laughs> that's not what the service is. No, <laughs> but then again, you see, you got it. You, what you what you got oh. to understand is that what is downloaded into the iTunes client doesn't mean that anybody's listening. True. So, oh, so we may be I talking think, to ourselves. I think that they're all closet listeners. <laughs> Nobody wants to admit that they oh, listen to idiots like us. Speaking of closet, they all deny. But they all actually come on, guys listen, and girls, come out of the closet. But speaking of closet listeners, before we go, because we have to explain the icon of today's show: a kangaroo sitting <laughs> in the front of a car having a sleep. And we'll <laughs> That's let, right. Good night, viewers. We'll let JP lead us out. Okay, right, guys. Ashley Dean Draper, yes. he who you can see at the bottom of the web page, banned from Radio Hot Lap. Um, had a, had occasion to go and do an audit of some PCs up in um, the northern part of the state. I can't think. Uh, it wasn't Moomba. It was uh, oh, somewhere up that way. Anyway, and um, and he's relating this story to me of how he left Jeps Cross at six o'clock in the morning, and he was in Port Agutter by about eight thirty. And I'm thinking, oh, that's pretty good. And uh, and then he was he was moving further north up towards Pimba. And uh, it was dark. And I'm going, ah, oh, Ashley, so you actually didn't leave at six in the morning. You left at six at night. And uh, funnily enough, he hit a kangaroo. No. Yeah. About 12 k's out of Pimba. Uh, but the funny thing was, it was only a small kangaroo. And it ended up in the front of the car, rec- <laughs> reclining as if it was watching TV. And um, so if... If you check, well, if, if you've downloaded the episode straight from iTunes, you need to go to the Radio Hotlap website at radiohotlap.com uh, to actually see the icon for tonight's episode because there is the kangaroo <laughs> in the crash repairers having been towed all the way back to Adelaide, still reclining in the front of Ashley Dean Draper's Ford. Thank God it's winter. Good night, viewers. But he was a little chilly, wasn't he, JP? Like you, you did forget to yeah well okay i'm trying to give the abridged version but uh, apparently he he did have a lot of standing around by the roadside in the middle of the night and up there it gets very very cold because there's no cloud cover and there was like he put his hand out (laughs) 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 there was three trucks who totally ignored him <laughs> but he doesn't have a Dean Draper. And okay. he stopped at the roadhouse. Well, the truck drivers were all Mac enthusiasts. You see? <laughs> 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 anyway, we'll give you more next time, viewers. Okay, viewers. Good night. Night, guys. <laughs>